In the heart of Eastern Europe, where dense forests give way to meandering rivers and tranquil lakes, a chilling legend has long haunted the Slavic imagination, the Rusalka. These mystifying and seductive water nymphs, often portrayed as beautiful maidens with flowing hair and hauntingly captivating eyes, are far from the benevolent beings one might expect. Instead, they are vengeful spirits, luring unsuspecting victims to their watery graves. Join us on a journey into the depths of Slavic folklore as we unravel the mysteries and horrors of the Rusalka. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we're discussing the Rusalka. The Rusalka is typically portrayed as a feminine entity, often harboring malevolent intentions toward humankind and closely linked to bodies of water. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com, such as Destination Terror. You can listen to a new episode every week as I take you to horrifying destinations both real and mythical. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. You can now find Freaky Folklore videos on YouTube as well. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Once upon a time, in a remote village nestled in the heart of the Eastern European countryside, there lived a young girl named Elena. With her ebony hair, eyes like sapphires, and a smile that could thaw the coldest of hearts, she was the belle of the village. But it was the man named Victor who held her heart captive. Victor was well known in the village as well, for not only was he the most handsome of the bachelors, but he also came from the wealthiest family. The villagers whispered about their love, warning Elena of Victor's wandering eyes and questionable intentions. But her heart was steadfast, and she believed that love would conquer all. Little did she know that fate had a cruel twist in store for her. Elena and Victor would sneak away at night to lay by the riverbank and stare up at the stars, and do things they knew they probably shouldn't be doing. Sneaking was the only way Victor would agree to see Elena, because his parents did not approve of her. She didn't come from a wealthy family, but was an orphan who had been raised by her poor grandfather. Even though it hurt that he hid their relationship, Elena could never say no to Victor. She would give him the whole world if she could. One day Elena woke up sick and knew immediately that she was with child. She was so excited. At last, Victor would have to defy his parents and marry her. She met him down by the river that night, excited to tell him that he was going to be a father. 
But Victor didn't take the news as she had hoped. Instead of being excited, Victor was angry. He paced back and forth, yelling at Elena for getting pregnant and ruining his plans for the future. Elena couldn't believe what she was hearing. She had hoped after the initial shock, Victor would be happy, but instead, he was furious. As the night dragged on, Victor grew more and more agitated, and Elena knew that things were not going to end well. She tried to reason with him, to make him see that they could build a life together, but nothing worked. Eventually, Victor stormed off into the darkness, leaving Elena alone with her thoughts. She sat down in the grass by the river's edge and cried while her heart broke into pieces. How could she have been so wrong about Victor? Her heart screamed that everyone had been right about him. She had been a fool not to listen. She cried herself to sleep, laying right there in the grass by the river. The next morning, Elena walked back home alone, devastated and broken. But when she got there, Victor met her in the yard. I'm so sorry, Elena, he said as he pleaded for forgiveness. I didn't mean to hurt you. I was just scared. Meet me tonight, and we'll discuss how we're going to tell my parents. Elena was elated and nodded her head eagerly. She smiled, her heart a flutter. I love you, Victor, forever and always, she vowed. I will see you tonight, my love, Victor promised as he placed a kiss on her cheek and then turned to leave. That fateful evening, as the sun painted the sky in hues of pink and gold, Victor and Elena met once again by the riverbank. Victor's eyes ablaze with an unusual fervor. He pulled her into his arms. Elena, after tonight, we will be together forever. Elena's heart raced with anticipation. Forever, Victor? She asked. Victor smirked. Yes, my dear, forever. As they stood on the edge of the water, their fingers entwined, Elena felt a knot of anticipation in her chest. But Victor's intentions were not what they seemed. He had been entangled in a web of lies and deceit. His heart promised to another. Elena noticed a strange look in his eyes. Victor, what's going on? Your eyes, they're so cold. Victor looked down at her with a cold, calculated gaze. Elena, I never loved you. I have a duty to my family, and that duty lies with another. And with that, Victor shoved Elena, sending her body backwards into the icy river. Elena's heart filled with despair as the icy water enveloped her. Her cries for help were swallowed by the river's depths, and her life flickered away like a fading ember. As her vision dimmed, she saw Victor's face, cold and unfeeling, staring down at her. In that moment, Elena's love and innocence turned to rage and vengeance. Her spirit refused to move on. 
bound by an unquenchable thirst for revenge. Elena's thoughts whispered with sorrow. Victor, how could you? The river that had claimed her life became her eternal prison, and she emerged as a Rusalka, a vengeful water spirit, cursed to lure unsuspecting souls to their watery graves. For years, Elena's spirit haunted the riverbanks, her beauty now a haunting specter that drew men to their doom. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Throughout folklore and mythology from various cultures around the world, malevolent water spirits have been a source of both fascination and fear. These entities often lurk in the depths of rivers, lakes, and oceans, where their sinister nature becomes evident. Among them, the Rusalka holds a unique place in Eastern European folklore. The roots of the Rusalka legend stretch deep into the past, intertwined with the rich tapestry of Slavic mythology. The term Rusalka is derived from the Old Slavic word Rusa, meaning water, and these eerie water nymphs are believed to be the restless spirits of young women who met untimely and tragic deaths, often by drowning. Unable to find peace in the afterlife, they return to the earthly realm as Rusalki, driven by a powerful and sinister urge to experience the love and life they were denied. Rusalki are known for their enchanting beauty and allure, often appearing as ethereal maidens with long flowing hair and luminous eyes that seem to pierce the soul. Their voices are said to rival the sweetest bird song, captivating any who hears their haunting melodies. It's precisely this combination of unearthly beauty and seductive song that makes them so dangerous. During the summer solstice, when the boundary between the living and the dead is believed to be at its thinnest, the Rusalki are said to emerge from their watery realms, eager to satisfy their insatiable desires. They congregate by rivers, lakes, and ponds, where they engage in a ghostly imitation of their former lives. They frolic, dance, and engage in playful activities, all while weaving wreaths of wildflowers, an eerie mockery of the festivals enjoyed by the living. 
During this week, called Rusalka Week, she leaves the water and dances in the moonlight. Rusalki are considered malevolent, with a penchant for drowning those who venture too close to their watery domain. These spirits are driven by vengeance, often seeking to punish those who have wronged them in life. They are said to haunt the rivers and lakes during the warmer months, but as winter approaches, they return to the depths, where they remain dormant until the next spring. The Rusalki's haunting beauty and enchanting songs serve a sinister purpose. They use their charms to lure unsuspecting victims, especially young men, to the water's edge. Those who fall under their spell are drawn into a nightmarish embrace. The Rusalka's once alluring appearance distorts, revealing their true, ghastly nature. With their sharp, bony fingers, they drag their victims beneath the water's surface, where they meet a gruesome end. Throughout folklore and mythology from various cultures around the world, malevolent water spirits have been a source of both fascination and fear. The Rusalka has many counterparts from other cultures, Europe and other regions. In the misty locks of the rivers of Scotland, the Kelpie reigns as a malevolent water spirit. Unlike the Rusalka, Kelpies are shapeshifters, often appearing as horses or handsome individuals to lure unsuspecting victims. Once a victim mounts a kelpie, they become magically stuck, and the creature drags them beneath the water to their doom. Much like the Rusalka, kelpies are known for their ability to drown their victims, but they also have a penchant for devouring them. In Germanic folklore, the Nyx is a malevolent water spirit often associated with lakes, rivers, and ponds. Nixon, as they are sometimes called, are shapeshifters like the kelpie. They frequently appear in the form of a beautiful young woman or a handsome man, enticing humans with their charm and beauty. The Nyx, however, is known for a more subtle form of malevolence. They are skilled in enchantment and deceit, often luring victims into the water to drown them. But their cruelty goes beyond physical harm. Nixon are also known to captivate humans emotionally, leading them into lives of despair and madness. In some tales, they even steal the souls of their victims, leaving them as empty shells. In Russian folklore, the Vodyanoi stands as a stark contrast to the alluring beauty of the Rusalka. This malevolent water spirit takes on the appearance of an old man with a frog-like face and a long, greenish beard. The Vodyanoi's domain is not limited to serene lakes and rivers, but also includes marshes, ponds, and wells. The Vodyanoi's malevolence extends beyond mere drowning. He is known to drag those who venture too close into the depths, where he subjects them to torturous punishments. Despite their distinct origins and appearances, malevolent water spirits share several eerie commonalities. First and foremost, they are all associated with water bodies such as rivers, lakes, and ponds, where they lurk and wait for unsuspecting victims. They often possess the ability to enchant or lure humans, leading them to their doom. Whether through captivating songs, shape-shifting, or illusion, these spirits use their powers to draw people into the water. Another striking similarity is their malevolent nature. These spirits aren't benevolent guardians of the waters, but rather vengeful entities, 
seeking to harm or even kill humans. Their motives vary from seeking revenge for their own tragic deaths, as in the case of the Rusalka, to simply indulging in cruelty, like the Vodyanoi. In many of these legends, there is an element of caution. The stories of these malevolent water spirits often serve as warnings to those who might be tempted to approach bodies of water without due care and respect. They reinforce the idea that beneath the tranquil surface of lakes and rivers lies a world of danger and malevolence. Malevolent water spirits, whether they take the form of Rusalki, Kelpies, Nixon, or Vodyanoi, share a common thread of darkness and danger that transcends cultural boundaries. While their legends may vary in details and origin, the underlying themes of enchantment, treachery, and malevolence bind them together. One of the most tragic tales involving a Rusalka is that of a young man named Ivan. He lived in a quaint Slavic village, nestled by the riverbank, where the legend of the Rusalki was alive in the collective memory of the villagers. Ivan was a handsome man, an adventurous soul, a young man who dreamed of adventure and romance. His destiny was forever altered when he crossed paths with a Rusalka named Katerina. On a warm summer's evening, Ivan wandered to the river's edge, enchanted by the gentle ripple of the water and the radiant moonlight. There he saw her, Katerina, a Rusalka with lustrous hair that shone like moonbeams. Her voice was like a siren's call, luring Ivan closer and closer, until he stood at the water's edge, his heart filled with an inexplicable longing. Katerina beckoned him with outstretched arms, her eyes aglow with an otherworldly allure. In his entranced state, Ivan took a step into the water, then another, until he was waist-deep. The world around him dissolved into a dreamscape, and he forgot the village, his family, and even his own name. As Ivan drew nearer to Katerina, her once lovely visage contorted into a grotesque mask of malevolence. Her fingers, once delicate, became gnarled claws that grasped his arms with bone-chilling strength. Panic coursed through Ivan as he realized the trap he had fallen into, but it was too late. Katerina's voice became a shrill wail, a cacophony of despair that reverberated through the night. In an instant, Ivan was pulled beneath the water's surface, his desperate gasps silenced by the icy depths. The moon above bore witness to the tragedy, as it reflected in the still waters of the river, concealing the dark secret of the Rusalki. The tale of Ivan and Katerina is just one of many stories that have emerged from Slavic folklore, each recounting encounters with these malevolent spirits. In some versions, victims are found days later, their lifeless bodies washed ashore, their faces etched with terror. In others, the Rusalki claimed their victims with an almost supernatural speed, leaving no trace of their existence. In Slavic villages, these stories serve as chilling warnings, ensuring that young men in particular tread carefully around bodies of water during the summer months. Some believe that tying red ribbons or adorning themselves with garlands of garlic can protect against the Rusalki's enchantments while others choose to avoid the water's edge altogether. 
Though they are feared and reviled, the Rusalki themselves are not without their own brand of tragedy. Trapped between two worlds, their existence is one of eternal suffering, forever denied the love and life they so desperately desire. It is this relentless anguish that drives them to seek solace in the embrace of the living. And it is the same anguish that compels them to claim their victims. The Rusalki, the vengeful water nymphs of Slavic folklore, have made appearances in various forms of pop culture, including literature, music, film, and television. Rusalka, a 2012 film directed by a Polish filmmaker, is a dark fantasy horror film. It offers a modern, and at times macabre, take on the Rusalka legend, set in a nightclub and featuring two Rusalki who take on human forms to perform as singers. The film combines elements of horror, fantasy, and musical drama. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, a 2015 video game, also features a Rusalka. In this popular action role-playing video game, players encounter various mythical creatures, including the Rusalka. The game is based on the book series, which draws from Slavic folklore for its inspiration. The Rusalka, a 2017 novel written by Kira Michelle Telford, explores the Rusalka legend in a contemporary setting. It tells the story of a young woman who finds herself ensnared in the world of the Rusalki and must unravel the mysteries of her newfound existence. As we conclude our journey into the chilling realm of the Rusalka, it's impossible not to be captivated by the dichotomy of their beauty and malevolence. These Slavic water nymphs, forever trapped between life and death, haunt the waters of Eastern Europe, serving as a reminder of the enduring power of folklore to both terrify and enthrall. The next time you find yourself by a Slavic riverbank on a summer's night, beware the allure of the Rusalka, for their embrace may be your last. The sun was setting, causing shadows to grow across the eastern European countryside. Stanek and Juliana, a brother and sister traveling in a rickety wagon, had stopped for the night by the riverbank. They were on a journey to visit their grandmother in a distant village, a trip they had made countless times before. Little did they know that this night would be unlike any other. Stanek asked warily, Juliana, Help me with the firewood. It's getting cold. Juliana nodded. Of course. We'll need a warm fire tonight. As they gathered branches and stacked them near the campfire, a haunting melody drifted through the air. Stanek paused, his eyes distant, his expression entranced. Stanek, do you hear that? What is that music? Juliana asked. It's... Beautiful, Juliana. Like nothing I've ever heard, Stanek replied, awestruck by the sound. The source of the mesmerizing melody was none other than Elena, the Rusalka who dwelled in the river. Her voice, once a mournful lament, had taken on a seductive quality that ensnared Stanek's senses. Come to me, Stanek. Come to the depths where love and darkness forever intercept. 
Juliana was alarmed by Stanek's dazed look. Stanek, snap out of it. We need to move away from here. But Stanek remained in a trance, drawn inexorably toward the river's edge. His feet moved of their own accord, each step taking him closer to the alluring voice that echoed through the night. Juliana became frantic. She had to stop him. Stanek, no! Desperate to save her brother, Juliana grabbed hold of Stanek's arm and pulled him with all her might. She was met with resistance, as if an invisible force were tugging him in the opposite direction. Stanek struggled against her pull. Juliana, let go! I need to see her! To be with her! Juliana became teary-eyed. Stanek, please! It's not real! She's bewitching you! Despite Juliana's efforts, Stanek continued to advance, his eyes locked on the dark water and the enchanting figure that awaited him. Elena continued to sing, Surrender your heart, let your soul intertwine in the depths of my love, forever be mine. Desperation gnawed at Juliana's heart as she watched her brother, seemingly helpless to resist the Rusaka's seductive call. With a sudden burst of determination, she reached around her neck and removed a necklace her father had made from iron when she was small to ward off evil spirits and placed it around Stanek's neck. Juliana held her breath, praying that the charm would work. I won't let her take you. Stanek stopped, dead in his tracks, the power radiating from the iron around his neck, forming a protective barrier around him. The Rusalka's song faltered, and she hissed in frustration. No, you cannot save him, little girl. Juliana, resolute in her profound protectiveness of her brother, yelled at the Rusalka, I'll do whatever it takes to protect my brother. Elena suddenly retreated, her power weakened by the charm's presence. She swirled in the water, her eyes fixed on Juliana and Stanek, with a mixture of anger and longing. What? What happened? Stanek mumbled as he regained his senses. You were ensnared by the Rusalka's curse, Stanek, but I won't let her take you. Thank you, Juliana. I don't know what came over me. Stanek said gratefully. Juliana reached out and touched the charm around his neck. This protected you, Stanek. We must be cautious. Elena whispered menacingly from the water. You may have saved him tonight, but I will have my revenge, Juliana. With Stanek safely away from the river's edge, Juliana's resolve solidified. She knew that Elena, the vengeful Rusalka, would not give up so easily. What do we do now, Juliana? Stanek asked worriedly. We continue our journey to Grandmother's village, but we must be vigilant. We have to follow the river, but we will try to keep our distance. The Rusalka will not stop until she gets what she wants, Juliana answered. As the siblings settled by the campfire, they could still hear the faint echoes of Elena's song in the distance. The Rusalka's curse had been thwarted for now, 
but her thirst for revenge remained unquenched, lurking beneath the surface of the dark river. The night grew colder, and the river's current whispered secrets of darkness and desire. Juliana and Stanek knew that their perilous journey was far from over, for the Rusalka's song still echoed in their ears, a haunting reminder of the dangers that lurked in the shadows of the night. As the night wore on, Juliana's dreams were haunted by the melody of the Rusalka. She tossed and turned in her makeshift bedroll, her mind trapped in a surreal realm where reality and fantasy blurred. In her dream, she found herself standing by the riverbank, the moonlight casting an eerie glow on the dark waters. She could hear Elena singing, her voice echoing through her dream. Juliana, sweet Juliana, hear my plea. I long for release from this watery decree. Juliana whispered, Elena, what do you want from me? Elena suddenly appeared before her. Break the curse. Set me free. Grant me redemption from this misery. Tears welled up in Juliana's eyes as she gazed upon the tormented spirit of the Rusalka. In that moment, she understood the depth of Elena's pain and the anger that had consumed her. She could feel Elena's heartbreak as if it was her own. I'll help you, Elena. I'll find a way to break the curse, Juliana replied. Elena's eyes gleamed with a mixture of hope and desperation, but a shadow of doubt still clung to her spirit. You must be cautious, Juliana. The river is treacherous, and my rage is not easily quelled. Juliana woke with a start, her heart pounding in her chest. She believed that the Rusalka's plea was genuine, a cry for salvation that touched her soul. She became overwhelmed with the desire to find a way to break the curse and set Elena's spirit free. Sadly, Juliana didn't realize that the Rusalka had found a way to cast its spell over her. It had used its song to penetrate her mind while she slept. The next morning, Juliana told Stanek about her dream, but Stanek was skeptical. He knew firsthand how dangerous the Rusalka could be, and he didn't want Juliana to put herself in harm's way. Juliana, we have to be careful. The Rusalka is not to be trusted, Stanek said, his voice heavy with concern. I know, but I feel like there's more to her story than we realize. Maybe we can find a way to help her, Juliana replied, determination in her eyes. Stanek sighed. He knew that once Juliana had made up her mind, there was no stopping her. He would have to keep a close eye on her to make sure she didn't do anything foolish. That night, Juliana and Stanek cautiously approached the riverbank. Juliana determined to find a way to break the curse. They made their way down to the river, where the Rusalka's haunting melody once again echoed through the night. This time, however, Juliana felt a strange pull towards the water as if something inside her was drawing her closer to the Rusalka's call. As they walked along the riverbank, the dark water swirled, and Juliana could feel the Rusalka's presence growing stronger. She knew that they were getting close to the source of the song, and something inside her urged her to jump into the water, to be with the Rusalka. 
Stanek noticed Juliana's strange behavior and grabbed her arm, pulling her back to safety. Juliana, what's going on? You're not yourself. Juliana's eyes were glazed over, and now she was the one that seemed to be in a trance. Juliana, snap out of it. What's happening to you? Stanek commanded. But Juliana couldn't respond. The Rusalka's influence had grown stronger, and she was now completely under its spell. With a sudden, almost unnatural strength, she broke free from Stanek's grasp and rushed toward the river's edge. Juliana, no! Don't go in there! Stanek said desperately. Ignoring her brother's pleas, Juliana leaped into the dark water, her body disappearing beneath the surface. Stanek, frantic and terrified, dived in after her. The Rusalka, Elena, had successfully ensnared Juliana in its seductive call. It had manipulated her dreams and desires, drawing her into its web of enchantment. Now, as Juliana and Stanek struggled in the cold, murky depths, Elena's laughter echoed through the water. You thought you could save me, sweet Juliana, but now you're trapped in my watery manner. Stanek desperately searched for his sister in the dark water, his heart pounding with fear. He spotted her, her eyes vacant, her movements sluggish, and he swam toward her, pulling her toward the surface. Juliana, come back, fight it, Stanek pleaded. Juliana's mind was a foggy haze, and she barely registered her brother's words. Elena's grip on her soul was relentless, and she resisted Stanek's attempts to break free. Embrace the depths where no light can gleam, and become part of my watery dream, Elena sang with malice. Stanek knew he had to do something, and with sheer determination, he reached around his neck and pulled the charm off and placed it over his sister's head until it hung around her neck. Juliana, fight it, Stanek begged. The charm glowed with an ethereal light, and for a moment, Juliana's vacant expression shifted. She hesitated, torn between her loyalty to her brother and the Rusalka's seductive call. No, you will not take her from me, Elena said vehemently. Slowly, the power of the iron charm began to break through Elena's spell. Juliana's eyes filled with terror as she realized the danger she was in, and with every ounce of strength she had left, she began to swim toward the riverbank with Stanek. Elena began to yell, No! She's mine! With a blinding flash of light, the charm shattered Elena's hold over Juliana. The Rusalka screeched in agony as it was forced to release its grip on Juliana's soul. Stanek pulled his sister onto the bank, gasping for breath. Stanek, still panicking, asks, Juliana, are you okay? Juliana coughed and sputtered, her eyes filled with fear and confusion. She clung to her brother, trembling. Stanek, what happened? What did I do? Juliana mumbled in confusion. You were under the Rusalka's spell, Juliana, but we broke free. Stanek said with relief evident in his voice. Elena, 
wounded and consumed with rage, watched them from the water, her eyes burning with hatred. She had failed to claim Juliana, and now her chance for revenge had slipped away. You may have won this battle, but I will never be free of this curse. And next time you wander too close to the river, I will be waiting. Elena welled from the icy waters. Elena, I wanted to help you, but your hatred runs too deep. You cannot be saved, Juliana said, tears welling up in her eyes. With that, Juliana and Stanek made their way back to the campfire, leaving the vengeful Rusalka behind. They knew that their journey was far from over, and that the curse of the Rusalka would continue to haunt them. But they also knew that they had each other, and together they would face whatever challenges lay ahead. As they settled by the campfire, the night was filled with a solemn silence, broken only by the distant, mournful song of the Rusalka. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Destination Terror, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one. <laughs>